Welcome to the Spine Talk podcast, presented by Texas Back Institute. For more information about Texas Back Institute, visit www.texasback.com. And now, your host, Art Young. Ankylosing spondylitis, which in addition to being a tongue twister, is a chronic systemic inflammatory disease that affects primarily the sacroiliac joints and the spine. Hi, I'm Art Young for Spine Talk. The disease typically affects young adults, and there are strong genetic features. To tell us more about this condition is Texas Back Institute spine surgeon, Dr. Kevin Jew. Welcome back, Dr. Jew. Thanks, Art. It's nice to be here. Nice to have you. Tell us, what is that hard-to-pronounce ankylosing spondylitis condition? Well, so, you know, you, you pronounced it perfectly. Um, Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> ankylosing spondylitis, it, it's a disease that causes pain and stiffness, typically in the back and the neck, but sometimes it can also cause issues in the hips or the heels. Um, it, it's basically a form of arthritis that results in inflammation around the bones in the spine. And eventually, if the inflammation goes on long enough, um, it can actually cause these bones to fuse together, uh, resulting in a stiff uh, spine. Wow. So now how is this inflammation of the spine treated? Well, you know, so the treatment for ankylosing spondylitis or, you know, AS uh, just depends on it depends on how severe the symptoms are. So, you know, as a as a starting point, you know, physical therapy, uh, it's it's a good thing to kind of get involved with and start doing because it's it's important for improving and maintaining your posture. Um and and also the strength and condition of the core and the muscles around the spine. Um, but then, you know, in addition to that, medicines like anti-inflammatory drugs, NSAIDs, uh, like Aleve or ibuprofen, they're also helpful for decreasing the inflammation um, because this is an inflammatory disease. Um, and if you decrease inflammation, you can get the pain and stiffness maybe to go down a little bit as well. But there are more specialized drugs, like those used in rheumatoid arthritis, um, and those medicines are also used in AS, and they can actually slow down the progression of the disease in some people. And for extreme cases, um, sometimes if, if AS, if it's a bad case or if it goes on long enough, um, it can result in spine deformity in which people get a kyphosis, a humpback, um, and it makes it very hard for them to actually stand up straight and, and look forward. And so for really um, severe cases, then sometimes surgery is considered uh, to basically realign their spine and get them um, so they can stand up straighter and walk better. Do we know what causes AS? You know, the exact cause of AS is, is unknown, um, but we do know that genetics play a key role in the disease and kind of like what you alluded to in your uh, introduction. People people who have a gene called HLA-B27 um, are at higher risk of developing AS, but most people with that gene, they never develop AS. It, it's thought that having the gene makes a person more susceptible to getting the disease, um, but you still need some sort of triggering environmental factor, such as like a bacterial infection or something, in order to <laughs> activate AS in a person who's at risk. And, and just to confuse the picture even more, you can, you can get AS even if you don't have that HLA-B27 gene. So we, we don't know the exact cause of it, but we do know that genetics plays a, a strong component. Yeah, is, is there a high incidence of, of AS in, in this country or in your practice in particular? The the prevalence of AS in the in the United States it's only about a quarter to half a percent so it's not very common um, but the prevalence is high enough that we all see it in our practice 
Um, fortunately, it's only the rare individual who ends up having a severe enough deformity that they see, you know, a spine surgeon electively. Um, but the place where spine surgeons see AS more commonly is in the trauma setting, um, because you know, with a quarter to half a percent, you know, there are millions of people out there who who have this disease. And the thing is, if a patient who has ankylosing spondylitis sustains a spine fracture. Um, through their long, stiff spine, then the fracture is more unstable, and, and it typically requires surgery more often. So that's kind of where most spine providers uh, experience AS, is in the trauma setting. Wow, very interesting. Now, does this uh, does AS affect one gender more than the other? Um, you know, traditionally, it was thought that males are more commonly affected than females, uh, but there is some disagreement about that. But I think overall, probably... Uh, most people will agree that that guys are a little more commonly affected than than women. Uh, does it vary from older to younger people, or is it is it across the board? Uh, you know, it's so one of the uh, AS actually tends to manifest in younger people. You know, so you, typically you think of hey, you know, the older I get, you know, the the more back aches and pains I have. AS typically people are getting diagnosed with it. You know, in their anywhere between you know seventeen and forty five. So it's typically a younger population. Well, you mentioned the, the, the gene HLA-B27 uh, as a marker for this. Is Does that suggest that the condition is inherited? Yeah, there, there's definitely a genetic component to the illness um, because, like you said, you know there are markers for it. And, and it's also more common in certain ethnic groups like Caucasians. Uh, and we do know that AS runs in families as well. Um, so it's definite, there's definitely a genetic component. It's, there's just, there is definitely uh, an, an inheritance pattern to it. Um, but unlike some other inherited conditions, you know, the risk, if, if, of, if one parent has AS, it's not like, you know, it's guaranteed that the, that the kid or daughter, you know, or son is going to get it. It's only about, you know, less than 10% um, that a child is going to get the disease if one of their parents have it. Huh. Now, AS, uh, I, I think I've read somewhere, could also affect other organs. Uh, what what other organs might be affected by this condition? So, yeah. So, you know, the spine and the sacroiliac joints are definitely, you know, the number one region that AS tends to affect. Um, but, you know, like you said, it can, it can also affect other joints, other organs. Um, <clears throat> because AS is an inflammatory condition, you can get inflammation in your eye. It can lead to eye pain or blurry vision. You can get bowel inflammation and, and, and have issues with, with bowel function. Um, you can it, The inflammation can even affect the valves in the heart. So it's a systemic um, problem. Uh, and, and even though we typically see it in the sacroiliac joints or the spine, it, like you said, it definitely can affect other, uh, other organs as well. So the $64,000 question is always, what are the physical signs someone who might be hearing this might think they need to come see you or a specialist on AS? Yeah, you know, the the confusing thing is that, you know, people with AS, typically it presents with back pain. And, and 80% of the population has back pain at least once in their lives. So it's it's mostly trying to pay attention to more atypical features. So like people with ankylosing spondylitis, typically it starts younger, like we like we mentioned, uh, usually before you're 45. The back pain tends to last for more than three months because it's it's a it's an inflammatory condition. It's not just a, a pulled muscle or something like that. And the interesting thing is people tend to feel worse after they're resting. So after, first thing in the morning after they've been sleeping all night, um, you know, it tends to be a, a big time when, when their back is hurting them. But they tend to get better the more they move around. So 
you know, typical back pain uh, is, is kind of the opposite. You know, it hurts more when they move. It improves if they lie down, and it gets better in a few weeks. Um, so certainly if you have atypical features of back pain, you know, uh, then, you know, it's it's worth seeing someone about it. Um, you know, if you start, if you have spinal deformity or, you know, if you're noticing that your back is getting more and more stiff over time, that's another reason um, to go see a provider about it. Um, but, it, you know, it's it's mostly just about kind of paying attention uh, to, to how your back feels. If, if something is a little off and things aren't getting better after a few weeks, uh, usually it's a good idea just to, to see someone about it and just to make sure that, you know, everything is okay. Well, we've been talking about ankylosing spondylitis with spine expert Dr. Kevin Jew. Thank you, Dr. Jew. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you, Art. If you or a loved one are concerned about this condition, contact Texas Back Institute for an appointment. For Spine Talk, I'm Art Young, and we'll talk again soon.